Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. I'm anxious to chat with David Carr. He of uh, New York Times fame and now author of a hit book, called The Night of the Gun. A reporter investigates the darkest story of his life, his own, and David is here right now. Hey, welcome to Philly, David. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm really good, Michael. I was with those Ron Paul guys in uh, Minneapolis, and they are off the hook. They're a lot of fun. You know, it's that what I heard was that they make speeches that 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 sound reasonable, and then all of a sudden a cuckoo will get up and say 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, they pull back the blankets on some of the ideology that that drives it, and it's sort of scary, but it's real fun right up until then. Did you read James Fry's book? I read about the first nine pages. Okay, here's what I'm anxious to ask uh, you, David Carr, because you really did live the life. Did he hoodwink you, or or was the, the cover already blown off that by the time you read the first nine pages? Um, I read it very early on because my brother had um, read it and loved it. And when he got to the point where he was talking about Hazel in the place, I know really well, and talked about people throwing chairs at him, made it sound like Abu Ghraib. I thought, this isn't real. 
So you knew. You knew. I mean, I got I got totally snookered, and I I led a discussion on the air one day just to let you know how deep I was into James Fry's A Million Little Pieces uh, about whether someone really could have root canals without the benefit of anesthesia. And and my audience, we went back and forth about if that was humanly possible. But he took me hook, line, and sinker. I bring it up because you are the real James Fry. Well, sort of. I mean, I don't want to. I didn't understand the implications that some of that book might not be as exactly as he said. So, I, you know, I didn't wrap myself in glory because I just kind of tossed it over my shoulder and kept moving. I, I report about culture and then like three, four months later, you know, exploded into this huge, huge thing. What was the, the, the lowest of the low for David Carr back in Minneapolis in the 70s and 80s? Well... I was bumping along pretty much as one would if they were a poly-addicted crackhead, which is drinking whatever I could get my hands on, smoking whatever I could get my hands on. And then I got my dope dealer pregnant and ended up sort of, well, there's no nice way to say it, leaving my kids parked outside a, a dope house while I went inside and, and copped. And that, that was kind of the bottom for me. I, I guess I want people to totally appreciate how bad things were for you before I, I ask the most important part, which is how did you how did you turn it around? But speaking of the anecdote that you just offered, quote, but tonight I had company. I certainly couldn't bring the twins in, even in the gang I ran with coming through the doors of the dope house, swinging two occupied baby buckets was not done Sitting there in the glow of the front seat, the car making settling noises against the chill, I decided that my teeny twin girls would be safe, that God would look after them. While I did not, I got out, locked the door, walked away inside a transformation, almost a kidnapping, got underway. The guilty father, replaced by a junkie, no different from the others sitting there. Was it difficult for you to go back and reconstruct all of these uh, episodes that you lived through somehow? I got to be honest, it was not, the writing of it was not that hard because I talked to people that I was with back in those days. A lot of it was embarrassing to report, but the really hard part is living it. Like when you read that paragraph, I go, boy, that guy is such a jerk. He's such, you know, and I don't think when I wrote the book, I really realized how dark it was. Um, I just, I think of myself as a guy who lives in, you know, the suburbs of New Jersey, not that far from Philly, got, you know, the Ford Explorer in the driveway and a couple of nice kids and a good job at the New York Times. But the backstory is pretty, pretty toxic. Did What, what possessed you to want to go back and, and relive it? Was it a cathartic thing or, or you thought it would make a good book or both? I thought I'd be really good at writing it. I had, you know, read some of the classics of the genre and... I thought if if I use some of the tools of my day job, you know, reporting to go back and see people, that it would make it more than just another one of these junkie memoirs. And so what you did is is you went back and you got all the records together, you know, law enforcement records because you had scrapes with the law, your hospitalization records, and then you sat down with I don't know, like more than fifty people, right, to reconstruct everything that had gone on, including. And this is where the title of the book comes from, The Night of the Gun. So, But you went back, you found all those folks, and, and they willingly told you what a bad guy you had been. 
Yeah, most of them had sort of mixed stories, but it was a weird exercise because I'd come in, you know, point at some scab from 20 years ago and say, oh, do you mind ripping that off? And, oh, by the way, can I videotape while we talk? See, that's a weird circumstance. Generally speaking, what became of the other folks who were headed down a similar path? Did anybody make it out to the extent that you did? Here you are now, a culture and media reporter for The Times. Yeah, people came out. One of my running buddies from the time was Tom Arnold, and he's done pretty good. Um, But I interviewed a lot of headstones, a lot of gravestones, probably 12 of the people that I wanted to talk to. We're gone, and one of the guys I did talk to, Steve Foley, who was a drummer in The Replacements, I was back in Minneapolis like you last week, and uh, he had died of an overdose. And some people just didn't make it. You've a, a distinctive voice. No, no disrespect intended, but is that from hard living? You know, it gets better as the day goes on, so the morning uh, radio is probably not my metier, but yeah, I would say I sort of trailed parts as I went. And um, my voice being one of them, uh, I have no spleen, I have half a pancreas, one kidney. So, yeah, some, some of the parts sort of fell away as I went. This is David Carr. He's with the New York Times. More importantly for these purposes, he's author of a book called The Night of the Gun. It's a smash. It's getting attention everywhere. In the book, he writes, here is what I deserved. Hepatitis C, federal prison time, HIV, a cold park bench, an early adult death. Here is what I got. The smart, pretty wife, the three lovely children, the job that impresses. What was the key to turning around your life? Well, I don't think you're supposed to say it, but I had had been a rotten husband. I had been a rotten employee. I had been a rotten brother, sister, um... I didn't like being a bad father. I hated that. There was nothing in my upbringing to sort of allow for that. And at a certain point, I really couldn't stand waking up. The question I had to ask myself, are you willing to do anything, anything to stay high, including ruining the lives of these? You know, I had twin baby girls, little infants. And I just decided at a certain point, probably not. Talk to me about Anna. I'm looking at the website for Night of the Gun, nightofthegun.com. Anna says, when David asked me to participate in somewhat limited capacity about our life together, I said, no, nope, absolutely not. Are you out of your flipping mind? I doubt she said flipping. I've been running from this for 20 years. The big guns then came out, and Aaron and Megan told me that it could be my way of helping them with their college bills Pretty hard to say no to that. Tell everybody, the uninitiated, who is Anna and what's this all about? Anna was the mother of the twin girls, and we were using together, and we probably would have known each other only a short time, but she got pregnant. She had twins. I sobered up. She didn't. I got custody of the girls. And I wanted her to talk to me, and... I don't know if it's exactly precisely as she says, but that's what the book is about. The truth lies between people. She's a pathologically honest person, and I hadn't seen her for 10 years and then pulled up. She lives in Tucson, and we started talking about what happened between us. It was a weird, spooky time. Hey, but you know what? I got to say, she likes the book. 
David introduced me to the dark world of smoking cocaine, and I've paid deeply, dearly for Man, I am so glad I never got into drugs. I'm so, but, like, but, reading but, your story, I just, oh, thank the Lord, I never headed down this path. Oh, they're, you know what, they're very overrated and really, at bottom, quite boring. You're doing the same thing over and over until you face plan or go to jail. How tolerant are you as a parent? Say again? How tolerant are you as a parent? I'm a total fascist, Michael. Are you really? Yes. (laughs) You're certainly not the cool house where you could bring a six-pack. No. The the thing is, is I know every corner. I know every wrangle. I know every angle. Not fooling you. and, And the thing is, is if you look at the genetic loading of my kids and their history, I'd say, boy, you're not playing with house money when you take a drink. Right. Hey, David, I don't want you to give it all away, but please speak to everybody about the uh, the title of the book and where it comes from and, and how you headed down that path and some of what you learned. Well, what happened is one day I got fired, which sort of came up every so often, and I went on a big, long tear with my friend Donald. And Donald and I spent the day together, and as often happened in those days, it all came to tears. We ended up getting thrown out of a bar. He and I got in an argument. And I went over to his house and was going to talk to him about the fact that he'd left me behind, left me in the lurch. And, you know, one of these big, long, drunken stories. And when I went back to see him after 20 years to talk to him about it, he listened to my big, long story that ends in him pulling a gun on me to make me go away. And... He said it's all true, except you had the gun. So that's sort of, that's, that's what got me started on, on investigating what exactly precisely happened. Because I think people remember pretty much what they, what they want to, not what really happened. I had a similar uh, experience in trying to recollect recollect something from 20 years ago recently where, and, and with far more innocuous facts, something that happened in college and little known to me now I, I stumbled upon a diary of a circumstance I, I'm telling a, sh- a, a bad story here I'm telling a bad story here but I but the point is I thought gosh that's not the way I, I expected it had happened sure, so I can only imagine you know you had all these things going through your system right there are a few blank spots in the tape anyway but if you if you think of the version of yourself that you tell across first aid candlelight this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Well, sort of, but not really. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you, you tend to focus on the nice parts. I tend to focus on the fact that I got, you know, got off drugs, got custody of my twin baby girls, lived through cancer, and um, worked a couple of different jobs and ended up at the New York Times. That's the story I like to tell. It's quite a tale. Quite a, and, and good mug shots, by the way, when they put it on the cover of the magazine. Oh, man. There's, there's a terrible beauty to those, aren't there, <laughs> It reminds me of things we took on the boardwalk when we would jam into one of those photo booths. Yeah, except I, I, I got then taken off to a holding cell. I didn't get to, you know. Eat the popcorn. No, I didn't get the popcorn. Uh, David, what a, a privilege to have you in Philly and, and continued good luck with the night of the gun what a read man are you kidding michael thanks a million for having me on david carr see you later 
This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Wow. That was compelling. Uh, woo, baby. I just said to Greg, people are in their parking parking spaces, not going into work because there's no way. I couldn't get anything done. Everyone was listening to that. Hey, Michael, can I ask you a question? Wow. Does, this, does this change the way you feel about legalizing drugs? Well, I didn't say uh, legalizing drugs. Don't. You know, people listen to dribs and drabs. Okay. You mean marijuana? Yeah. If you, yeah. No, I'm thinking cocaine. of you. Yeah. If you, if you want to patronize prostitutes and smoke pot, okay, go do it, Greg. I get you. Okay. I get you. But not this. Uh, I mean, smoking cocaine. I, I can't even imagine oh, is, what goes through people. I, I don't know. It's that's that's a dark place. Here's a great summary of of what this is all about. Uh, I got a lot of reviews in front of me. Which one? I sum it up. I'll go with the New York Post. 
So when Carr, that's who I just spoke to, now a well-respected culture and media reporter for the New York Times, decided to find out about the four years, or was it five, or was it seven, that he spent as a drug-addicted, crack-smoking, coke-selling screw-up in Minneapolis in the 70s and 80s, he approached it the way he would any good story. He brought along a tape recorder and a video camera, rounded up his old arrest and hospitalization records, and sat down with over 60 people who had known him back then. He spent two years investigating himself. What he found was not pretty. Carr was the kind of a guy who never knew when enough was enough. When the last bar was closed for the night, he'd invite everyone back to your house, eat all your food, drink all your booze, and oh yes, steal the rest of your Coke stash on the way out. Always looking for the next caper. I was a lot of fun until I was not. The first half of Night of the Gun recreates Carr's descent into addiction and a life that was so sordid that you want to hide your eyes. As an old friend tells him during an interview 25 years after they'd last seen each other, when you would come over in the morning to get a cup of coffee, which you dearly needed, you'd have crap on your tie, on your shirt, your breath would smell so bad of puke that it would be hard to talk to you across the room. And I would say, geez, David, aren't you going to clean up? And you'd say, no, I got to go, I got to go. And then there's the night of the gun. Carr remembered that he and his friend Donald had been thrown out of a bar. They were very drunk and very stoned. Donald was furious and went home. Carr followed. They argued, and Donald pulled a handgun. When Carr interviews Donald, his friend remembers the drinking, the drugs, the fight. He said it was all true, except the part about the gun. Carr writes, I never owned a gun, Donald had said. I think you had it. So there you go. All right. That's insane. Imagine pieces of your life that you just don't remember. You know what I mean? Like, you know, from for from toxins or whatever. No, Greg, I <laughs> don't have those issues. No, thank I, you. But I said I was trying it? to tell a story about the college Republicans. <laughs> the far cry and how from this. I had to reconstruct something that happened on the Lehigh campus circa nineteen eighty. Sober. And I had a distinct recollection. Yeah. This is the way, and because it's a story I've been telling for 28 years. And then when Alex, the intern, was here with me this summer, she's now back at uh, at Catholic, Catholic. I, ha- I found this diary that I'd kept, not a diary, but like a notebook that I'd kept about these Republican campaigns I was involved with. And I'm reading it and I'm saying, What? That's the way that it happened? You'd been rewriting history without been, even knowing it. I, on, on, on completely innocent yes. facts. But I, my, here's my point. I was so certain that this is the way that it was. You know? Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. 
Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.